You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today to the Up Your Brave show here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. My next guest is a longtime friend with so many talents, Bridget Clare, and we're going to be talking about reconnecting to nature. Welcome, Bridget. Thank you, Ned. I'm so pleased to be here. Now, I'm going to read a little bit of background about you, but before we do that, I know you wanted to do a karakia to start things off. I do. Thank you. I'd really like to open the space and protect our journey ahead during our time together. So I'll start my karakia now if you'd like to shut your eyes and take a deep breath. Katakina te mauri, ko te mauri tu, ko te mauri tau, ko te mauri ohu, ko te mauri tine i takia mai i atane. Nāna, i takahia atura te arataki ki te wahi naro, ki te tihi o manono ara ko te pautama huaraiwa ki tikitiki o te rangi e ko te hiringa o te mahara teira nā te mahara te manako nā te manako te wānanga nā te wānanga te pūkinga nā te pūkinga te mōhio e te ia tēnei te mōri O nā uru, uruaeo ka whakapiki. Tēnei te mauri o nā apakura ka whakakaki. Takina te mauri o nā whatakura ka tū. Takina te mauri o nā marie kura ka tau. Takina te mauri o nā rahui kura ka oho. Kia eki, eki pānuku, eki hohoro, eki f- Whakarunga a tāne nui a rangi ki nā rangi tūhaha ki a iō matua nui. Nāna ki rero mai ngā kite o wānanga, ko te kite ururu matua, ko te, te kite ururu tūpua, ko te kite ururu tāhito tū Tūru whakamoa kia tina. Tina homie huie tai kie. And I'll just repeat that in English. As I recite my prayer, I feel uplifted. I feel calm. I feel an awakening as I recount the deeds of Tane. It was he who travelled through the heavens and ascended to the zenith point. He travelled by sacred pathways and was empowered by sacred rites. From memory came desire. From that desire came dedication. From dedication came expertise. From expertise came the gift of self-awareness. The essence of the sacred ones uplifts all. The essence of the sacred ones enables ascension. I call for the sacred ones to uplift me and my purpose. I call for the sacred ones to steady me and what must be done. I call for the sacred ones to maintain me until my task is complete. Tane is the example of dedication. And for this, he was granted audience with the creator. It was he who returned to earth with the baskets of knowledge so that the physical and metaphysical elements of the world could fill the mind's void. 
Give me clarity and purpose so I may complete my task. And so it is done. I think, thank you so much, Bridget, for that. And I think that's the first time we've had a katakia done on my show, at least. So thank you for that. My pleasure. And also how timely, I think we are all seeking clarity um, and courage at the moment as well. I'll give a bit of background for those of you that don't know Bridget. Bridget Clare is a dedicated naturopath, medical herbalist, nutritionist, health coach, and rongoa practitioner. She's the visionary force behind Matamakai, her business, with an unwavering belief in the profound connection between humanity and nature. She leads a mission to inspire all to rediscover their innate link with the natural world and embrace holistic well-being. With extensive expertise in naturopathy, herbal medicine, nutrition, health coaching, and traditional rongoa healing, Bridget recognizes the growing demand for guidance and education in achieving intrinsic well-being. Many have lost touch with their ancestral ties, forgetting their primal connection to Hine Huono. How do we say it? Hine Onihoni. Hine Onihoni, the first earth formed Wahini. Bridget's creation, Maramakai, aims to revive reverence for Papatuanuku, Earth Mother, and the nurturing power of Oni Oni soil that sustains all living beings. She passionately shares her wisdom through exceptional holistic health education, workshops, and talks deeply rooted in Maturanga, indigenous wisdom and knowledge. Beyond her educational endeavors, Bridget is a sought-after speaker at conferences, businesses, and expos. Her unique perspective, fueled by a profound love for Te Tayo, the natural world, and an understanding of both visible and unseen dimensions of well-being, offers fresh concepts and a unique lens for comprehending well-being. She also serves as a health coach for Dr. Zach Bush's journey for intrinsic health, where she imparts insights into the eight keys for holistic health. Bridget's valuable experience includes a significant role in delivering the national training program for Vitaco, New Zealand's largest supplement company, offering insights into the corporate world of natural health within the pharmacy model. Well, I'm excited to ask you even more about all of those things, Bridget. It's an honor to have you here today. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity. And I feel like we could have taken this interview in so many directions because you have such a vast knowledge, uh, but you've chosen reconnecting to nature. Why is that topic so uh, important to you and especially now? Well, ko o te taiao, te taiao ko o. That means I am nature, nature is me. So basically, it's who we are. We've been misled. Um, many of us have handed our health away to somebody else um, and, you know, therefore lost our power um, and a lot of our light, actually. So I really want to give the opportunity to people to bring that back. It's a lot about um, becoming self-reliant uh, and self-responsible and that basically means having the ability to re respond to oneself. In our world, we don't recognize we've been so distracted and so misaligned or confused. And there's so many gurus out there spreading, you know, their word on health. And we've really got no um, clear 
direction or, or clarity around what actually health is and who am I actually and why am I here? And this is a lot of what people talk about, you know. So it's a lot about grounding ourselves, getting back out into nature and really, really reconnecting uh, with that on a cellular level, um, you know, when we look at ourselves in mass, what you see of yourself is only 10% um, of you. You know, the other 90% of you is actually driven by alien forces. <laughs> so that's really something we have to grasp. And... Okay, I got to jump in. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Because I was, I thought you were going to say the other 90% is, you know, energy, our frequency. What do you mean by alien forces? Totally. And we see this as energy and, and frequency as well, because these alien forces are the bacteria, they're the parasites, they're the fungi, the fungi that, that lives um, on us and within us. And it is 90% of us. So that's really the driving force within us. Uh, when we look at bacteria, you know, there's there's over 40,000 species. So, you know, we, we really want to look at what's gone on in the last three years, I guess, um, and how we've, we've come through that uh, and what we've actually been able to gain from that. And really, uh, that's what it's about, gain of life, gain of function. Uh, when we look at everything, you know, over the last even four years, uh, I've been quite in shocked spaces at the very beginning. And, you know, I was quite vocal on these platforms and uh, not believing in what was going on. And there was much of, you know, this disarray and much division and and talk of the viruses. Well, viruses that kill, the virome is not alive. And so... Therefore, it doesn't get up and walk about and actually create any damage within us. The virome actually provides a platform of sequencing. So it's like a database. And within us, um, you know, we have to look at how we've got this relationship with our tile, our environment, our natural world. Uh, so... We can look outside of us and see how that's changing and why that's changing through the seasons. You know, in summer, we have a lot of fresh berries and a lot of, you know, flourishing, um, beautiful fruits full of water, um, you know, like watermelon and um, all these, you know, full of water fruits. And that's because summer, we need a lot of hydration. But these fruits actually provide the nourishment for us at that time of the year. And then, you know, through the months, we go, then go from summer into autumn and everything starts to fall and, you know, die off. And through these seasonal changes, we always see the life change. And the way that that changes is through the virome because we have to adapt. If we don't adapt, basically we die. So that's part of it. You know, in any ecosystem, every ecosystem, I'm an ecosystem on my own. And then I've got the greater ecosystem. So I could say to anybody that I'm actually, I am the universe. I am my own universe because within me, I have over, um, you know, 20 billion 
actually, um, or 70 trillion cells, over 70 trillion cells. Within those cells, I have bacteria driving them. And these bacteria create gene sequences within them. So when we have to create function of life, and that is between the bacteria and the fungi and um, their living organisms, and they want to get together to create a function of life, they use the virome. The virome provides these sequences for them to be able to evolve and adapt in their environment and to create that function of life. So it is really about creating that, that, that living being. But when we look at ourselves and who we are genetically, we're quite unique because we have, we sit actually, our genetic sequencing sits between a flea and a fruit fly. So a flea has 13,000 different sequences. Uh, a human being has 20,000 different sequences. And then a, uh, a fruit fly has um, 30,000 different um, sequences or genes, genomics that they can build from. The reason that humans are so evolved and have this consciousness is be because we are conscious. We can retain memory. We can retain things and drive our bodies uh, to evolve and adapt through using our environment as that and recognizing why our environment's changing and why we're changing. You know, um, everything's in layers. So when we look at the environment, we don't, you know, there's, there's layers we can't see that are invisible to our eye. If we microscope them, we can see them. And these are the living organisms around us that are serving us. A lot of people talk about this auric energy and things that surrounds us. And it's a lot about the bacteria and their vibrational frequency and what we're feeding them as to how they'll, you know, shine their light. Uh, and these, these beings are there to serve us and keep us in balance. And that's really, you know, what we're about is this homeostasis and keeping ourselves alive. And, and one of the ways we can keep ourselves in balance, I imagine, is the topic of the day, reconnecting to nature. Um, I'm going to ask you a few ways that we can do that. But I wanted to first just touch back to, you know, the last three years, you mentioned that it, it brought some, some people, you know, we had to adapt. And um, some people, I think, maybe re had a, a renewed relationship with their own health. For your own personal self, like how have the last three years been for you and how has that affected the the work or the message that you're focusing on right now? Well, it's been a real journey, I'm sure, for many. Um, but for myself, in the very beginning, you know, I was quite upset and sad that, you know, nobody was really, well, other than yourself and a few others that I knew were on our page and really the new the depth of what was going on. But I really had to take a back step because that wasn't serving me, nor was it serving anybody around me being in that space. And it brought up a lot of feelings. And, you know, that's who we are. We're feeling beings and we have to get through these feelings um, and really connect to them and why they're here. So I, I felt all of these vibrational energy coming in. And it's actually um, something that I've got through, through using a lot of 
connection with people and connection with our social networks and watching, actually observing what we call uh, tirul tirul. And tirul tirul is the real science. Observation, you know, if we sit back and we observe, we can actually see what's going on. And just without speaking, so I took some time after, you know, being quite vocal and my 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 social got stolen from me. <laughs> it's actually, um, yeah, so... I restarted my socials up again um, after that and was a little bit more quiet, but more contemplative, more creative with my energy. And because of that observation and through this time too, I was doing part of my Rungua journey. And that was amazing because we kept, we held that space together and it was a lot about uh, coming together and connecting with our tile, with our, with nature, even though we were isolated. And we know, you know, isolation, a fanatum is an isolation, it goes into chaos. And so when we're in isolation, we can go quite easily into chaos. So we really need to be able to ground ourselves. And that's where nature can come in. Yeah, You're never alone. And, and that's one of the biggest things that we need to really feel. Uh, through that time, I felt quite alone. Uh, even though I had, you know, people around me, I felt quite alone in my thinking. And so I had to observe that and really see the opportunity in that, how I could grow and the potential to change things. And so that's where I started seeing things from a different perspective. Now, that perspective is really um, quite hard-hitting and quite shocking. However, we do need to see this. We are light beings, but we also have this darkness within us, and that's okay. We have to see that darkness and feel it because it's the generational stuff coming through, and it's the generational stuff coming through, and the whenua as well. We can see it, and we are a true reflection of nature. So when we can see this and feel this, we can really connect and know what we can do to make things better. Just one step at a time. And really, it's not something that we do overnight. Hey, I'm well again because I've been in nature. But these are steps that we can take. So grounding is one of them. You know, we're a bioelectrical, electromagnetic beings full of light. That electricity that runs through us is really important. And it brings light. Now, we we consume that in many ways. One of the best ways we can get that is from watching the biggest energy source, and that is Teira, the sun, Hinekura. And she teaches us so much about, you know, our cycles and nature. And, you know, she's the sleep, she's the wake cycle. So when we actually see the sun, when we, um, and I call it the 10-10 rule, you must watch the sun for the 10, first 10 minutes of your day and for the last 10 minutes of your day. The more you can get that energy in, uh, the, the better. Now, when I talk about that energy, come back to being an electric. Is that called sun gazing, Bridget? Yeah, totally. Or watching the sunrise, right. sun gazing and sun bathing <laughs> without sunblock <laughs> because that is. Without toxic sunblock. Yeah, <laughs> which has killed a lot of our reefs and actually created a lot of the cancers that are, are prevalent in our world now, which is really another journey. Um, you know, cancer 
if we just look at, at cancer cells, cancer cells are very much like cities. They have lost their purpose and they just suck the life out of the surroundings they're in. And, you know, cancer cells, if we reconnected them to their ecosystem, they would heal themselves. And that's what people do when they have these um, journeys, they reconnect to nature and then they reprogram these cells that have lost their DNA, they've lost their purpose, and therefore they can restructure and rebuild. And we've seen that happen over and over again. Uh, so it's very important, very important. Now, when we watch the sun, it activates us, turns us on. You know, they've stolen these words and put them into a con concepts that, you know, make us not want to use them. But yeah. when I'm working with people, I say, you know, the first thing in the morning, get up out of bed and run outside and put your feet on the ground. You know, my clients go, oh, that's shocking. And I'm like, great, good job done, <laughs> because you shock your body into being alive. Mm -hmm. You know, we've become too comfortable, we've become too lazy, we've become too reliant, and uh, we need to push ourselves out of our comfort zone to really evolve. So when we see the sun on our skin, but particularly our eyes are the um, activators. So the sunlight coming in through our eyes actually activates serotonin, which is our wake hormone, our feel-good hormone to make on our gut lining. That's if our gut lining's well. And a lot of people, you know, aren't seeing the sun and they're feeling a lot of sadness because serotonin is the happy hormone. And then I, I just want to jump in because the sun, this is so important, right? Because is the fact that we have so much screen time these days also affecting our eyes? And if we can go and with intention, um, so sun gazing, my understanding is you're not maybe depending on the time of day, if it is the first 10 minutes, you can stare right at the sun. But as it gets a bit more intense, maybe it's just looking just past the sun, not necessarily straight into it. We've always been told, like, don't stare at the sun and you have to wear sunblock. And a lot of this is not true. We are surrounded by lies. In fact, our whole lives around health and wellness, not to mention other topics. Um, so talk me to a little bit more about sun, because we've also been told, you know, wear a hat, wear sunglasses. <laughs> and on one of my previous in interviews I did, which was... Uh, all around with Amber um, was all around waking up at your own pace. And we talked about the pineal gland, calcification of the pineal gland and how important it is to sometimes not wear sunglasses or hats so that your forehead can get that connection with the sun. Talk to us a little bit more about the positive impact of the sun. Okay. So our pineal gland is our third eye. When we watch with our eyes the sun and the light, we're like beings, we're feeding ourselves. It is the best energy that we can get. You know, we've been misled into this, um, you know, journey on food. And there's so many fallacies around food. Mm -hmm. But, the, you know, we've got to really look at, at these natural energy sources and how we can, you know, feed ourselves. So, like I say, it makes serotonin. Serotonin is a happy hormone that makes on the gut lining. And that actually builds our melatonin. So through the day, melatonin builds in your third eye, in your pineal gland. And so when you're, you know, you're healthy and you've got this serotonin, you're building melatonin, an hour after the sun goes down, melatonin drops like an umbrella over your body, taking it into this circadian rhythm, this sleep-wake cycle. And that's what we should be following 
nature's rhythms, but we're being too pushed out by these artificial lights, the blue light. You know, it's confusing us. We're seeing this light and our circadian rhythms way out of whack. And a lot of people are not sleeping because of this. And when you don't sleep, it's your number one health hack because overnight you do your most restorative processes. You know, everything that you consume through the day needs to be digested and filed away or gotten rid of if it's not right for us, if it's toxic, you know, if it's not going to serve us, we need to get rid of it. And the body spends a lot of time doing this, particularly the liver in that aspect and the kidneys, um, rebalancing everything in the body. But a lot of people are so out of whack, they don't get the sleep, so they don't regenerate, they're not restoring well and they're not revitalized or feeling, you know, at their top, their energy. We should be living until we're about 200 years old. We're being ripped off. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm I'm dedicated to getting there. <laughs> that will be news for some people. Some people will be like, what is she talking about? We're supposed to live to till 200. The, are you saying the body, like you said earlier, the body is naturally designed to heal and sometimes we can help it by spending time in nature. I actually wrote down reconnect to nature to reprogram yourselves. Um, so, yeah, so tell us more about like our ability to live till 200. So we're bioelectromagnetic beings full of light. Light is just um, information for our body. Okay, so our body communicates, our cells communicate. We've got 70 trillion cells vibing together, okay? We're a column of water, and all of these cells are suspended in this column of water. Within the cell, we have this water gel-like substance, and all of our microbiome and bacteria live and thrive within this environment. Now, when we're feeding it light, it's going to vibe on a high vibration. If we're feeding it, and, and and I'm talking about light, it's alive, it's full of energy. You know, that's our um our sun sunrise, our um sun altogether. You know, when we're in the Moana, we're in the sea. You know, that's live. Uh, when we're in the Awa, when we're in the lakes and the rivers, that's live. It's actually immersing ourselves in nature and it actually turns us on. That means that it stimulates certain processes in your body to activate and to work or process things at a faster or better rate and uh, not slowed down and sluggish. You know, um, and when we talk about this electrical power we have, you know, it's the positive and negative charge. These are ions, I-O-N-S. And this is the, the, uh, the connection that we have with nature. Now, when we put our feet on the ground, we're picking up a lot of negative ions. And that's amazing because we're usually so positive in the acidic realm. You know, um, they've made these things for a reason. Carbohydrates should be carbon hydrating us. But because we're having a lot of dehydrated carbohydrates, the carbon's then gone and we're carbon beings. So really what you want to be thinking about is how you're getting that carbon into your body and your cells don't actually digest the protein. What you're doing is you're feeding the bacteria. It's not your cells you're feeding. So you want to be thinking about how you're feeding these 70 trillion bacteria in your body. 
Now, we've been so disconnected. Uh, you know, our microbiome is, is, is everything. It's like it drives us. And, you know, through the mid, I think, mid-1900s, um, they brought in refrigeration to store food. This was one of the biggest disconnectors of us to our kind and to our whenua. Because what we would do to store food prior to this is actually ferment it. And when we're fermenting food, we're actually creating more diverse microbiome. And that's who we are. We need to be living in a diverse environment. And that's what um, biodiversity is. You know, we have all of this mono around us. You know, one of the biggest mono crops we have is grass, and it's really not serving the whenua. You know, um, we need to look at how we can turn this whenua into things that are going to serve us, and that's really important. So coming back to putting your feet on the ground, that's going to give you those negative vibes and really help to balance you out. Like I said, homeostasis is all about that balance and we're too acidic. Those dehydrated carbs are reducing our hydrogen molecules and that's the portion of hydrogen, which is the pH taking us into an acidic environment and where, you know, when you're acidic on the inside, you imagine what it's like to have acid. You feel angst, you feel frustrated, you feel burnt up, you're feeling all of these feelings, and it's only because of what you're consuming. We need to look at this. The other thing is many things, actually. Protein's another fallacy. You know, protein doesn't actually provide us energy. <laughs> it's, you know, carbohydrates and our fatty acids, our true, um, our true fuels, um, and, and the biggest thing is because they can provide that hydration. Remember, we're water, salt water. So the way we hydrate ourselves is really, really important. And all of these things are what you can do in nature. I've got a question about the kitchen as well. While we're talking about food, every time I go to cook something, you know, and I go to grab some oil, I'm like, oh, which is the oil that is bad? I can't remember. Bridget will know. What what oils should we not buy for cooking? And which or should we throw them out if we've got them? Seed oils. Seed oils are not good for Seed cooking. Oils. Yeah. You should really be using um I use a lot of ghee. Ghee is clarified butter. Um and I use uh, coconut oils. I use um, olive oil. I'll use a lot of hemp seed oil as in cold to make dressings and yep. other things. Um, but when you're actually cooking high heat, coconut oils are really good, mainly because they're a many, medium chain or short, short um, medium chain fatty acid. That means the chain is a lot shorter. When you have long chain fatty acids, which are what carbohydrates are and fatty, you know, amino, uh, sorry, fatty acids, uh, um, fats, they're long chains and they can break easily. And so we want strength to be able to um, have that structure to keep things together and nourish ourselves. And that's why it's good to, to cook high heat with medium chain fatty acids, which is things like coconut oil. Gay. Nice. 
Um, there's a few other topics I want to dive into. I want to make, you've got so much wisdom. I just, I just kind of letting you go, you know, I'm just letting you do your thing. Um, but I want to ask you about the therapeutics bill. Mm. I also would love it. I know you've done a lot of work, tragically so, helping people and also a lot of teenagers um, to detox from, you know, post-vaccine and when they've seen their health decline. So mm. I would love if we could give our listeners some inside tips on things that can be helpful in that domain. Should we start with that one and then we'll go to therapeutics? Yeah, sure. Now, one of the biggest things with with um, the vaccine is it was an assault on the immune system. Uh, and so it's really what people are susceptible to, but it's created a lot of inflammation and inflammation is what the immune system creates when there's, you know, an assault. So we need to deal with inflammation. That's mainly what people are um, experiencing. And, you know, I, I really um, thank these people for um, actually taking this pathway because each one of us has taken this soul contract on the journey that we've taken. And I want to thank them for what they're showing us and what they're creating around us, um, this awareness. And I am here to help if people want to reach out. Um, I find it really um, easy because it's really just about dealing with their inflammation. So everybody's different. We're all very unique, uh, but we have the same sort of genetic makeup um, or, you know, or structure, should I say, in tissues. So one of the biggest organs we can really love is our liver. Um, the liver deals with a lot of inflammation. And so I put a lot of people, I use a lot of, I have a liposomal, vegan, uh, all um, supplement range I import from the States, Symbiotica. So I use their glutathione. It's a liposomal vegan form uh, and it's all organic. They're all from food. So it's not actually a pill or a capsule. It's in a, a, a supplement that your body will resonate with and taste because when we eat food it's a lot about the vibration the smell and then the taste that tells us what's coming in and that's how our body can deal with it you know and where it's meant to be going where it will serve best when we've got this confusion and that's a lot of what it is confusion in our body um because of this assault we need to then just bring it back into that homeostasis and so that's a lot about treating the liver rebalancing through those pathways, the kidneys um, as well. And uh, I found glutathione. I have a shilajit as well, which is an amazing remedy. It's actually an, a, an ancient remedy from the Vedas, Ayurvedic medicine. It is an exudate, which comes from crevices of the highest mountains, like the Hindu shoes and Himalayans. And the Vedas noticed it when the monkeys were licking this black kind of brown tar-like substance that was coming out of the ground. And then they started harvesting it and realizing the benefit of this. And it's like putting uh, electricity safely back into the body. And it's a lot about rebalancing and taking away that stress. Because, you know, it's a lot about bringing ourselves back into the neutral space and being able to live in that neutral space, and the, um, and and then we thrive in life. If we're, you know, stress 
is actually the number one killer. And this is a lot of what's happened through this trauma is the stress of it. And it's created stress for many of us that haven't gone and taken that avenue because we've had the trauma of seeing others that we love do this to themselves. But, you know, we've got to come to the grips that that's the contract that they sign. And actually we can help them to um, find their way through with ease. And that's why we're here, you know, to be able to serve that higher purpose and really bring that light back to these beings that have, you know, shown us the darkness and what can bring, you know, or, or be brought from following. Uh, yeah. And I don't, you know, there's no blame and there's no uh, reason, but I do think, you know, there's 8 billion of us here on this, on Tiao right now. Um, you know, the most that have ever, most light beings that have ever been, ever. And we all have light and we all have dark because we've lived in both of those. But like my Tuhunga said, you know, Tane did not separate his parents, Papa Tuanuku and Ranganui, for us to live in darkness. We're here to live in the light and bring the light back. So we're drowning it out and it's already, you know, happening. We're already starting that way forward. I'm, um, you know, I really want these people to know that there's a lot of BS out there hmm. and that is belief systems. So <laughs> find is find your own belief system. And if you have issues with that, then come find someone that will help you find your purpose. Remember those cancer cells, they've lost their purpose because they've lost their DNA and their way forward. We need to make that obsolete, reconnect them to the ecosystem mm -hmm. and show them their purpose again. And that's basically what we are and who we are and how we can heal each other. And a lot of that will come through play. Right. Where we will do talk to us more about well, first of all, I wanted to say you have a beautiful way with words. And I think the other message there was that it's it's hopeful and the, the lack of blame was beautiful. It's no finger pointing, but it is saying to people, there, there, there are some things that you can do if you're feeling I know some people for them, it like their depression came back or their back pain came back or suddenly, you know, their heart or whatever it might be. So I you're leaving me feeling hopeful, which is great. Mm. Um, but and yeah carry on I wanted to talk about you mentioned about the pl about play the importance of play yeah um oh there's so many things we could talk about and so much that's I'd love to get out there for people to really grasp onto because there is you know I I actually listen to Mandela and his view on hope and um you know he lost hope but what he had was belief. Mm. And so that's what we need to get. Hope can be quite, um, you know, fluffy. But yeah. if we have belief, we can get there. And, uh, you know, I don't believe we need, um, I think government is fiction. I think everything politics is fiction. It's just a distraction. Um, so is television, you know, tell a vision. It tells you what it's doing. Um, you know, get rid of it. 
find your own vision and create that in your world because you are capable. And we're all here for a reason to bring that light back. This 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 realm is a light realm and we are light beings. We will, um, and we've already got there. We've already got there. It's just this last bit which we will, you know, get through. But on the other side, we will have created a new realm and that is if we don't march into extinction one of the biggest things is that we have and we 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 are in now is a chemical um world and that is you know we've got to stop the use of chemicals and get back to nature we have killed her so much there is only the fda and i think it was 2000 1980 uh, um, deemed only 40 percent of the world's whenua is fit for growing kai and that's shocking you know there's only 30 percent left of biologically reproducing seed in the world and that is a true reflection of us We've got to take it back, take our power back and change it. So if we ignore everything that's trying to distract us and, and you know, carry on on our path and know that we're creating this new world day by day, we're already doing it. There's so many of us doing it. We're being misled. There are so many of us doing it. We can feel it if we feel into it. And really support that and just ignore all the stuff that's there to set to distract us we will make it obsolete it already is to me I don't you know I don't need that world um so those systems are not serving us um the biggest system being the pharmaceutical system you know America is built on it yeah like 3.8 trillion in profit per year and they they it's quite shocking but it, you know these shocks actually shock us into finding a new way forward so we've got to be really thankful for it we can't be sitting here blaming we will stay in that victim space if we keep blaming we need to claim it reclaim it and reclaim ourselves and know how to do that going forward uh, I work with a um, supplement company and I'm very much in, um, immersed in pharmacy a lot and it's not health. You just need to walk into your local pharmacy and see that. <laughs> I, I was talking to my friend the other day and I was saying how, yeah, when, you know, when doctors do their training, they spend barely any time at all. I don't know. Let's say it was two days or I don't know what it is on holistic health. And I said, but I think that's going to change. I think going forward, you know, the doctors, the pharmacists, the nurses, everybody will be exposed to more of, of these natural ways of doing things and a more holistic way of being healthy. So thank you for in introducing some of these concepts today. Can you talk to me briefly about things like charcoal? So I'm under the impression that charcoal is helpful for detox. I'm not really sure that's all about all I know. Charcoal and um, magnesium also really important. Like, are these some things that we should just have on hand that are helpful for various things and times that we need them? I think magnesium and vitamin D are really, really important. They're probably your two most important if you're going to look at a supplement. Magnesium uh, is part of us. It's one of our neutralizers. 
And when I talked about the acidity previously, you know, um, a lot of children are going to school, eating sandwiches, eating dehydrated carbohydrates. They come home in this angst state. They're in their safe space. They throw their toys out of the clock. Mum and dad have been led to believe it's ADHD. They've been made to sit in a classroom from nine to three. And mainly our boys. And who does that? They can't, you know, they will learn through play. You will see them playing on the field, interacting, connecting, knowing how to get boundaries, knowing how to count because they're counting how many goals he had. And, and you know, and then they've got to, you know, pump up and get more or, you know, and that's that's a lot of how our kids learn, putting them in these spaces where they've got these such limitations really um, makes them quite stagnated and quite angst when they get home. So when we give them a little bit of magnesium, magnesium absorbs within an hour of us taking it, watch them chill out. Same with the teenager coming home, slamming doors, you know, getting all angst because they're going through hormonal transitions. Magnesium's your best friend. And, you know, that's so great because I always just associate magnesium with sleep or like muscle pain at night, like a sore calf muscle that suddenly, you know, you have to like stretch your leg in the middle of the night. So much more than that. People think there's different forms (laughs) of magnesium. Magnesium is just bound to different things, like you get a magnesium oxide, um, but it's still magnesium, it's just bound to oxide. But oxide's a gas, so it doesn't get absorbed into the cells. So a lot of people, you know, carry a lot of stress in their gut and they clench and they hold on and they hold on till they absorb all of the water out of their um out of their fecal matter and that turns to wheat bix and they can't move it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so bringing our magnesium oxide in brings relaxation, allows them to relax, brings water in and allows them to release. So that's a really good form for constipation. Yeah. Help- you know, if you've got magnesium in a glycinate form or an amino acid form, or even better, an L-threonate, I've got an L-threonate, which passes the blood-brain barrier. You know, and when we talk about passing the blood-brain barrier, we're getting highest absorption because we will actually, the same barrier is on our gut. In fact, I call our gut the first brain. We've just been so distracted and so fed full of BS that we have not been able to know what's right and really intuit it, become more in tune. So back to your question, I'm not sure if I even answered it or touched on it, but, you know, we, we need to just be more discerning and conscious and, um, you know, magnesium is amazing, vitamin D, because, you know, people are eating out of season. Uh, They go to the supermarkets, they pick up what they love, they just eat broccoli every night, they're not diversifying their diet, so they're not, therefore they're not diversifying their ecosystem, and when you're doing this, you're actually darkening, you know, staying on that low energy, and you really want to pump it up. Magnesium also goes into building energy, so, you know, it's for sleep, but serotonin it makes serotonin which is a happy hormone Mm -hmm. it also helps to make melatonin which is our sleep and it goes into over 300 biological functions so if you don't get it it's like not putting baking powder in your cake you hit a flop you know so overnight we regenerate if we don't put the right ingredients in through the day 
we're not going to regenerate overnight. And this comes back to the story of living to 200. (laughs) (laughs) And there we are. And that's how it's done. Um, It's so interesting. Our topic today, if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Bridget Clare. We are talking about reconnecting to nature. And when I think about that, I think about looking at what goes in and on our body. We talked briefly about sunscreen. We talked about vitamin D from the actual sun, but also as a supplement. Let's talk about supplements. Um, I know you had some strong views about as a lot of us do, about the therapeutics bill and whether that's, you know, what that might mean if it did get passed. What are your thoughts on that um, in in terms of the threat to natural, not just supplements, but lots of other things that people might even be growing in their garden or wanting to be self-reliant with their own health and wellness? Um, Is it a real threat? What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Um, And it's a bill now, so it's been passed. Um, Yeah, they passed it earlier this year. There's a lot of companies that I deal with uh, because I'm a practitioner. I'm in, um, you know, with FX Med and quite a few other companies that are really concerned and by rights we should be. Basically, what they have done is lumped the natural health products, NHPs, alongside medicines, um, active pharmaceutical ingredients, APIs, uh, and medical devices, and uh, they tried also to put out rungoa in there. It's not clear how they will deal with rungoa yet. They have said that they um, have the um, intention of removing it from the bill, but I haven't. Can you can you just tell our listeners what that means? Rungoa is our traditional medicines, um, and it's really using our elements and nature as your tools. It is uh, very, it's dealing with all concepts of uh, medicine. So it's the uh, four pillars or five pillars of health. It's the physical, it's the mental, it's the emotional, it's the connection, um, which is whānau or whānau to be, you know, the extended whānau um, and the way that we connect with nature and connect into everything that we are. Rungwa uh, was our first medicine uh, or, you know, along with um, it sits up there with traditional Chinese medicines, Ayurvedic medicines. They are the cultural uh, medicines of the whenua. And when they came through and colonised, the crown took the ability away with the Tuhunga Suppression Act. And, you know, this is another subject, but the Tuhunga Suppression Act was part of, um, you know, taking away this wahine energy, our female energy. And I believe that, you know, underneath a lot of this is the hunt for the female energy because we are the portal for life. The male energy, this ego energy has sort of come in and frayed a lot of our ties and our connections, you know, um, in these times gone past in ancient times, you know, in, in, um, in the world, there were 32 tribes and 32 wise women. When there was a conflict, they would get together and solve those problems, come together and find solutions, ways forward in peace and harmony and love. And that is who we are. You know, this, the gender, um, you know, topic, the um, Tuhunga Suppression Act, the Witchcraft Act. It was all about, you know, shutting us down. 
And it still is. And some of these males are a little bit confused as to what their space is. Um, and it is basically to hold sacred the female energy, to nurture and hold the space to allow that portal for life. And uh, yeah, if you're confused about that, then get your feet on the ground. <laughs> So, like I said at the start, we could take this conversation in so many directions, but I love how it's touching on so many relevant issues of the day. There's so many things that are distracting people and getting us away from what is important. So, yeah, reconnecting to nature to help us to be the light being that we are. Bridget, I'm going to ask you the questions I ask all my lovely guests. The first one is about the bucket list. Uh, no, it's the up your brave question. What is one thing you've done in the last year where you've truly upped your brave? Ooh, there's a few. I think because I speak a lot, I'm out speaking a lot, but actually coming on your show, Nat, rattled me a little. <laughs> I was really brave to come on today and it only happened at the beginning of the week. So I'm really happy that it's all come about. And we're both in our solar energy at the moment. So I think I thought, oh, time to shine the light on a few subjects and really start, you know, putting myself out there. I think at the beginning, I was putting myself out there and really talking and, you know, being attacked quite a bit. And that energy wasn't an energy I wanted to be in. It's a low energy and you sort of like a vortex got pulled into it. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate people out there, you know, talking and speaking and really activating others, but really bringing myself back in to do this was quite brave. I feel. Well, congratulations. I know that is, it is, it is a big deal. And uh, you and I are here on video, but most people, obviously they can only hear the audio. I know you're a very experienced speaker, but it's a different thing going on a radio show when thousands and thousands of people will be listening. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. Pleasure. What have you got on your bucket list? This is something that you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime, possibly something we can help you with. Hmm. I've got quite a few things, but I think I'd like to go back to Africa, actually, and really, um, I'm, I have many papa. that means I can connect different lineages, and African is one of them, mm. and I feel like Africa is actually the womb of the world, because it has this diverse uh, Fenua and all of this diversity. And I really want to grow that and evolve from that and bring it back and evolve others, you know, really plant those seeds worth planting. So I think that's really on my bucket list. I've, I traveled around Africa for a year in my twenties and I didn't know that I actually fuck a puppet to the Fenua, but I was just so at home there and loved it and bare feet all day, every day. I was oh, my goodness. So I'm going to connect you to one of my previous guests. Uh, I don't know if you've met her, but she's also in my my Empowered Connections Club, um, Carrie Dell. And she runs retreats. She's South African, but she runs retreats in Africa, something like at some elephant safari or something. I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. Um, anything else on that bucket list you want to mention? I want to give health back to human beings. You know, we're here to be, not to do. We're here to shine our light. And I want 
people to know who they are at a cellular level, at a biological level, so they know consciously how to be discerning and how to feed themselves and to actually take responsibility. I see so many people and I really now I say, if you want to work with me, you have to put the time in. You know, I, I, you know, a lot of people jump from here to here because they're not getting the results. It's because you have to actually put the work in, stop blaming others, take it and run with it. Yeah. Commit. Mm. Yeah. What is coming up for you in the next uh, few weeks, the next few months, and how can we connect with you online? Oh, thank you. I'm actually, along with uh, UNAT, doing the up oh, sorry, it's Raise Your Frequency, Empower Your Life. It's a six-week journey, six different wise women sharing their light. And I'm in week five. I'll be sharing on reconnecting through the cosmos to the source of you um, and the power of sleep. So it's really exciting. I'm really excited to share this. I actually shared it. I do a lot of workplace wellness. So I shared it with some Southern Cross Hospital uh, wellness last week with nurses who spend the majority of their time in the dark. Um, You know, during the day, they leave home in the dark, they get home in the dark. And so really about, you know, how they can best get their, their, you know, use nature as their tools to get the best regeneration and restoration and the ability to revitalize themselves so it's really important sleep it's our number one health hack it is and and also yeah that's right is people heal better when they've when they've had a good sleep and then the stress get comes down it's all in it's all interconnected so you guys if you haven't um seen that program that we're doing my other guest today joe webb she is also collaborating with us in this um, as well as previous guest, Melly Rose, as well. And I will be teaching on sustaining your frequency. So some of the other ladies are talking about connecting to spirit, your um, spirituality and um, self-love, which is what Joe's doing. We've got a couple of other topics. I'll be last. I'm wrapping up the six weeks, and I'm doing sustaining your frequency um, to show up as the true you. We're going to be exploring human design and essential oils in my week. So if you want to have a look at that, it's upyourbrave.com slash frequency. And today is Friday, and today is the last day of the early bird price, if you want to jump on that, and it starts on Monday. Um, Bridget, back to you. Anything else that's coming up for you in the next coming weeks and months, and then how can we connect? I'm actually doing a workshop next week in the Hawke's Bay in Napier on Sheila Jeet. So I do workshops on uh, using Rungwati and Sheila Jeet. And I think I explained Sheila Jeet uh, at the beginning. And so I'm happy and open to doing workshops on that. I've actually been invited to a few people's homes to do some workshop where they gather uh, a tribe of people around and I bring the tea and the Sheila Jeet. And you get- did that for my friend Nikki and Nelson. Yes, I did. <laughs> Shout out to Nikki and Nelson. Love that. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. You know, every time I do it, it's just with such a connected, beautiful bunch of people. And it's so nice to share on that soul level. And, you know, when we're together in these workshops, it's not like 
I'm teaching, it's a corridor, it's a wānanga. And when we wānanga together, we evolve, we learn from each other because we all have this beautiful energy and life's experience. And that's what it's about, really connecting and grounding with the Shilajit and bringing that energy back to us. Shilajit's 84 minerals and fulvic acid. It really brings the life back into us. Mm, Much better than the daily coffee, I imagine. And I also run biodynamic gardening courses, steeped in matauranga, which is wisdom from Rongoa. So um, they're all connected to the whenua and really building our soil. So uh, soil is black gold. If you're, you know, if you're not well, then look at your soil. Where can we find out about it? I know your website is maramakai, but is it maramakai.com? Can you spell that? And also, I think you're the same name on Instagram, yeah? Yeah, it's maramakai, M-A-R-A-M-A-K-A-I dot co dot NZ. On Instagram, it's marama dot kai. So M-A-R-A-M-A dot K-A-I. Amazing. Thank you, Bridget. All right. Is there anything else you'd love to share with our audience before we say farewell? Well, I think it's not about what... I know it's about serving and loving ourselves back into life and, you know, that vibration. Um, And that really comes back to aroha. Aro means pa and ha is breath. So being in that divine space of your own breath and feeding yourself well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Bridget today was talking about reconnecting to nature. Thank you everyone for listening. And we might see some of you on our frequency course. Thank you, Bridget, for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you for having me. Kakite. Kakite. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR Reality Check Radio.